Well, this is News Talks on the record with me, Shane Beatty, in for Gavin today. And of course, 50 years ago this week, Ireland, like the rest of the world, was transfixed by man landing on the moon. Moon fragments would be displayed at the American Embassy in the early 1970s, drawing thousands of curious onlookers, and Dublin streets were even renamed in honour of the men who set foot on the moon. Yes, it's time for another edition of Hidden Histories. As always, we're joined by Donald Fallon. Good afternoon, Donald. How are you? Good to be here. Good to be here. a great week to talk about this. On planet Earth. Exactly. <laughs> and we're looking this week at the relationship between space and us. Space yes, and Ireland. Absolutely. And of course, just to remind people, all of this celebration about 50 years and all of that stuff, before Apollo 11, there was another man called Yuri. Yeah, did America win the space race? You know, they were the first people on the moon, but the first man in space, the first woman in space, and the first dog in space, they all came from the Soviet Union. Mm. And, and the first man up there was Yuri Gagarin. A brilliant story. I mean, he was born on a collective farm uh, in the Soviet Union and at 27 years of age, the first man in space. And there's a great urban myth that when he's up there, he says, I see no God up here. And he said no such thing. What he actually said was beautiful. Orbiting Earth in the spaceship, in the spaceship, he says, I see how beautiful our planet is. People, let us preserve and increase this beauty, not destroy it. You know, wonderful words we could learn from, from today. Yeah. And of course, Gagarin's trip to the moon, that was front page news to us in Ireland uh, and it was a deep inspiration to young people but I think what happened 50 years ago this year was something else entirely because a lot had changed between 1961 and 1969. You know, this was a televised event without precedent for a lot of people, including my own father, this is one of their, their earliest memories. Yeah. You know, and it changed the way millions of people, including children here in Ireland, thought about the possibility of life and what you could do. And it was quite a risky business to broadcast this live, of course, because Anything could have happened. <laughs> Nick, Nixon had a letter ready to go if things went wrong to Absolutely. sort of praise the men who lost their lives. But I didn't realise about the TV coverage, just the extent of it in Ireland and how many people watched yeah. and the interest in like, it. RTE was only born in the, in, in, in the 1960s television and we came into the televised world very, very late in this country. And you know, for millions of people here and next door, they would have watched this. A dairy man fronted the televised coverage of this on, on, on the BBC. Uh, a brilliant uh, dairy-born broadcaster who later he later recounted that the really serious challenge was to keep your mouth shut because the worst thing you could do would be to talk when an astronaut was talking and miss a bit of history absolutely I'll never forget when Neil Armstrong went out through the door and headed down the steps I stopped talking and one of the control gallery people said in my ear say something I thought no don't imagine opening your mouth and talking over him saying one small step <laughs> from man so sometimes to be a brilliant broadcaster you know it's about what you don't say as much as what you do Terry, Terry Wogan always said don't be afraid of the silence the silence is, is golden sometimes and this was a, just a beautiful moment watched by so many and as you've said there was huge Irish interest in this you talk about your dad and a lot of people it was one of their first memories and Ireland had a real interest in this you uh, can tell us about Eamon de Valera a curious dimension of this story is that when they when they arrive on, and this is a time of massive political tension you know in the world the space race itself is entangled in the much bigger picture of kind of Soviet American uh, tension but when these men go up into space they bring with them statements from the leaders of 73 countries they're called the Apollo 11 goodwill messages and they're actually on the moon and when you look at the countries that, that America approaches for these messages it's interesting it's like South Vietnam South Korea Upper Vault which doesn't even exist anymore uh, and others and it's, there's a lot of politics here you know they don't ask the North Koreans or the Soviets for a message it's America's allies in, in, in the world but there's a statement from Eamon de Valera 
And De Valera writes this message she wanted to move, and he writes it in the Irish language. So I hope the aliens speak Irish. And do we know what he said? It's beautiful. He said, May God grant that the skill and courage which have enabled man to alight on the moon will enable him also to secure peace and happiness upon the earth and avoid the danger of self destruction. Wow. You know, and at a time when the fear of nuclear war was very real, it's a beautiful, it's a classic De Valerian message. Uh, but it's up there in the Irish language. Should anyone care to read it? Now, 50 years on, when you Google the moon landing, we still have people, you know, the conspiracy theories are all there. (laughs) When you Google moon landing, the second thing that comes up on Google is, was it a hoax or whatever? I'm just wondering... Back 50 years ago, what Irish people felt isn't, about it. Isn't it extraordinary there are still people that doubt this moment in history, one of the most documented moments and, of human and, achievement? And, and hundreds of thousands of people involved in the project. And I don't know how Armstrong and Aldrin and, and Collins didn't just smash people when they, when they were accused of this, I because know. what they had done was so incredible to be questioned on earth. But the enormity of what had happened, I think, was actually lost on some people. And that often happens. You know, when you live through historic times, sometimes you need the comfort of distance to realise what you've just lived through was, was remarkable. So there's this great journalist from the Irish press who goes out onto the streets today after the moon landing and vox pops people, you know, the plain people of Ireland, and asks them what they think. And some of the responses are brilliant. A woman called Patricia from Donnybrook is stopped by the Irish press and she says, we didn't watch it on television because we don't have a television. (laughs) And then her friend Susanna intervenes and says, I don't see any point in the whole exercise. And brilliantly, a a taxi man, Gerald from, from Ballymun, intervenes and said, a person would have to be very dense not to be interested in this fantastic achievement. So, you know, at the time, some people recognise they're living through an enormous occasion. Others don't. But there's a very nice piece in the Irish Times this week where Ronan McCreevy asked, you know, kind of high-profile Irish people what they remember about it. And John Banville, the writer, he talked about how emotional it made him. He didn't expect it to make him emotional. But seeing a human being... You know, up there was emotional. It made you think about what could be done. And Nell McCafferty, you know, the, the veteran uh, feminist and political activist in, in, in Derry, she talks about how every house in the bogside in Derry just stopped and they crammed into the houses of anyone who had televisions and they watched this moment and there were tears shed. And that's a time when Derry was on fire. You know, the battle of the bogside was raging outside. The north was burning. And yet you had this incredible moment where you just sat to stop for a minute and think, you know, beyond their own barricaded streets, there's something very beautiful happening. Well, I love is that some people miss some of it because they ran outside to look up at the moon to see could they see them on it which is incredible isn't amazing. it there's no pair of binoculars on earth no. that would do that job we, but just the hope you know we in Ireland got our own little slice of the moon shortly after they did in 1970 they bring this little piece of the moon here to the American embassy uh, in Balls Bridge and it's tiny it's a tiny fragment one journalist describes it as about an inch and a half in diameter or roughly the size of a walnut but even though it's this tiny little thing there's this feeling of a great occasion about it and we're still like this Dubliners and Irish people you know any kind of bandwagon we're on it and thousands of people descend onto the American embassy to see this little thing as a beautiful image in the front of the Irish Times school children and just peeking in at it just a glimpse of something so tiny but which to them you know represented something so so enormous uh, in its own in its own way yeah and, and, and on the Irish interest in it this, I only saw this this week on social media. I did not realise that this existed, that there were housing estates, yes. street names, named because of the moon landing. And they're still there. If you go around the north side shopping centre in, in, in Coolock and walk the streets around that around it, 1970s Coolock, you have these streets that are christened uh, in honour of the heroes of the moon landings. And you know, it was to the annoyance of some local residents who didn't quite agree. The Woodville estate in Coolock gets these great names, Apollo Way, 
Armstrong Walk, Tranquility Grove, Aldrin Walk. They're all still there uh, now. And some local residents kicked off about this, you know. And it was a great line, the Evening Herald a journalist said, that some of the residents of the Woodville estate are slightly moonsick, <laughs> calling for more down-to-earth names like Woodville Way and Woodville Avenue. But they've mostly survived. Yeah. I mean, they had a plebiscite, they voted on them, and they've mostly survived. So I'd if you love... live in, in Coolock, you can live on Tranquility Grove, which sounds like a very peaceful place. It's gorgeous. Indeed. Aldrin Walk, just fantastic. Um, now, we're talking about, you know, our relationship here in Ireland with the moon landing and all of that stuff. And, of course, we have uh, Michael Collins, great Irish name involved, <laughs> one of the three astronauts. But a UCD graduate also played a big role. A beautiful little story. And he's still with us, Pat Norris. And he, he, I suppose, lastly, it's right to recall uh, the contribution of Pat Norris. Dublin-born, graduate of Ireland's greatest university, UCD, if I do say so myself. And a NASA, a NASA worker who, in his own words, he says, I played a small part in a major major historic event and basically this man's job was to devise algorithms for NASA's computers in terms of how to navigate Apollo uh, on the moon but he wrote a beautiful piece in the Irish Times recently and it made me think just how human everyone involved in all of this was there were normal people like me and you you know and he says 50 years ago the big draw for me was the huge salary the shirt sleeve winters the sandy beaches of the nearby Gulf of Mexico and Houston's surprisingly varied cultural scene so this young UCD graduate went to America you know in search of a social life but my god he ended up playing his role in something quite amazing well thank you Pat Norris for your contribution and thanks to you Donal as well that's Donal Fallon there historian and author of the Come Here To Me blog and book volume 2 